So I think for many people, when in their youth, there is a desire to be rich and famous. Right? We've, we've mentioned this before, the desire to be rich and famous. And those, that kind of expression, those, those adjectives kind of go together, rich and famous, uh, as if either are a good thing. But uh, especially the famous bit, don't get the, don't get the attraction of being famous at all. Why would you want to be famous? Why would you want people looking at every single aspect of your life and criticising it? You know, I mean, you can't just have a normal life. You can't just send your kids to a normal school because they might get abducted or kidnapped or held to ransom or who knows what. So who'd want to be famous? But anyway, it seems this is a desire to, for a lot of people. And ultimately, I guess, the desire behind that is people want to be loved. People want to be loved. They want to be seen and recognised as having some good qualities. They're, they're good singers, they're good athletes, they're good organisers, politicians, whatever it is. I want to be good at something and be recognised for being good. I want to be loved. So it's a, in, in and of itself, that's a holy desire, the desire to be loved. How we fulfil that can be a, a different thing, but ultimately it's a, it's a good thing to want to be loved because we're created for that. But some people manage to, to, to achieve this kind of you know, wealth and fame and, 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 and that kind of thing. And the whole famous thing is interesting uh, because... When you meet people who are famous, I think invariably you find that they're far more normal than you might have thought. You know, if you've ever met anybody who was famous, who was well-known, who was maybe even super rich, and you read them and there they are with a runny nose and a tissue, you know, you get runny noses too? You're normal, you know? Or they get afraid, or they have uh, problems with, you know, a, a kind of dare I say, addiction problems or, or they have you know, bereavement problems because their parents pass away just like everyone else's. You know? like, I, remember I, was, I met a, a very, very uh, wealthy horse trainer whose name I shall not mention, and uh, the, he was having a bit of financial difficulty because a stud that he has over in the States had just gone under, just, just made a loss of $20 million. So, I mean... You know, you think you've got problems. Well, you've got, you've got loads of money, but now we're not talking about, you know, for normal people to lose 10 or 20,000 euros is fairly serious. You know, for these guys to lose 10 or 20 million is fairly serious. But same kind of idea, just a larger scale. Ultimately, they still have money problems, is the point. You're loaded, but you still have money problems. It's just the very same. Really interesting to see how, how this, this idea of being rich and famous, it seems to kind of solve a load of problems, but just kind of, it doesn't really. It creates others without resolving anything. But when we, when, when, we, when we, as I say, meet those people who we look up to or those kind of heroes, we often discover that they're far more, more normal than, than we might have thought. Uh, there's a good friend of ours here, uh, and she's, uh, uh, how shall I say, a good friend of ours, I won't go into any, into any of the details, and she's uh, Liam Clancy's daughter. So Liam Clancy in this area would be fairly popular, or fairly well-known as a musician and an entertainer. What time period? I'm not exactly sure. 60s to early 80s, late 80s maybe? I don't know, you'd know more than I would maybe. Um, there's a few murals of him around Carrigan Shore. And um, they went over to the States as well. They were fairly successful there, known as the kind of the, the Aaron Sweater Irish guys who and there could be in the middle of... August in Florida and there they'd be in the iron sweaters sweating buckets playing Irish music uh, but they were you know, very popular and famous and so on and so forth and so when people see the mural like, and they might 
pointing out who's who, and that, that's Liam, and that's so on and so forth, the whole band, the whole family. Uh, and people may even know lots of details and look up Wikipedia and find out all sorts of tour dates and songs that they wrote and where they performed and so on and so forth. Okay. But when you talk to Siobhan about her dad, she gives a very different perspective. Oh, he was dad. He was dad. He loved going for walks. He loved a certain kind of tea. He loved, you know, her perspective on who he is is very, very different. In today's gospel, Jesus asks us, uh, Jesus asks the apostles a question, which I think we can also forward that same question and apply it to us. Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Ultimately, we are all going to be asked that question when we find ourselves before him. Who do you say Jesus is? Now, we can learn lots of details about him. We can look Jesus up on Wikipedia, find out all sorts of facts and figures about him, and that would be wonderful. But it's not really what he's asking. He's not asking for information. He's, he's not, he's not, he's, it's not like he's having a crisis of identity and please tell me who I am. But he wants to see, who do you think I am? Who am I to you? What is your relationship with me? What is your relationship with me? And it's, 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 it's such a simple question to ask. But then we, being typically Irish and not knowing how to deal with our feelings, because we're just useless at feelings, we Irish, apart from anger, we're great at anger, and else we're useless at. So if, we ask, if there's anything kind of when it comes to compassion or love or those kind of things, we don't really know how to express them very well. We're kind of awkward. So when it comes to our faith in Jesus Christ and our relationship with him, who do you say he is? Who is he to you? And as, as I said, like for, for, for us, especially for, for, for Irish men, we find this question really, really awkward. We, we find it difficult to say, Jesus is, is God. Or maybe that one is easy enough. Jesus, is, Jesus has saved me. Maybe that sounds a little kind of Protestant, but it's, it's true. He has saved you. Or you might say, could you say, Jesus is my best friend. Or would you say, Jesus is, is, is my Lord and I want to love him far, far more than I do. How easy or how difficult is it for us, for me, to say those things? Because otherwise, like, what we hear and what we do here at Mass, wonderful and all as, as it may be, it may just remain on the level of the intellect, the head, information, and then I do, I, I do the things I'm supposed to do. I tick the boxes I'm supposed to tick. But how much this has gone into my heart. And the interesting thing that I'm discovering after, what, 14 years of priesthood now, is that there may be certain things that you know, but there may be certain things that you know, but that we can come to know far more deeply. Even like in a, you can get to know your daddy. Yes, you can. You can get to know your daddy, your, your God, uh, at an ever, ever deeper level, just like your husband or your wife. You thought you knew them after three or four months of dating. You fell helplessly in love with them, and it was absolutely wonderful. Not the way it went. Uh, you fell helplessly in love with them. You danced the night away on numerous occasions and said, I want to spend my whole life with you. And you thought you knew them. Ha! <laughs> then, then you got married, and then you started to get to know them. No, it only went, it went from... from from blissful to ecstatic, of course, 
from, from there on. It just only, only got better. But my point is, they're human beings, and you got to know them ever more deeply as time went on. They're the same person, but you got to know them ever more deeply. Now, apply the same idea to God. We can, we can know him and, and pray a bit and observe what he, what he asks of us. Or we can actually have a relationship with him where in that relationship of prayer, I get to know him ever more deeply. Because ultimately, the goal of everything we do here is to spend eternity with him. To spend eternity with him. So we don't spend eternity uh, investing more time in our sports or in our careers or in our appearance or in our land, whatever we thought important down here. We spend eternity getting to know him. So we're, we're trying to set the foundation for that now. We're trying to make sure that when the time comes that we choose him and that when we find ourselves face to face with him, when he asks, who, who do you say I am? I, I, I don't know exactly what I will say. I, don't, I, I hope, <laughs> I really hope, when he asks me, who do you say I am, that hopefully I will drop to my knees and say, Lord, you are my God. Forgive me. I, I try to love you as I tried to love you as well as I could. I'm not perfect. I hope I'll say something like that. I don't know. But we will be asked. And now we can start in, in investing in that relationship and getting to know him and understand him. Like the along with this, or kind of a second part of this gospel, which I won't go into too much of the homily, we'll get too long, is that Peter gives, if you will, the, the right answer in that he says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So you are the Messiah, you are the Savior, you are the one that all the Old Testament has been preparing for. You're the fulfillment of the, of the law. So for, for, for the Jews, like, the law and the Psalms, like you, you, you're the fulfillment of all of that. You're the one we have been waiting for. That's a huge statement. And Jesus says to him, it wasn't flesh and blood that revealed that to you, but my Father in heaven. And so, Simon Peter, I say to you, you are the rock on which I will build my church. Now, I just looked up a statistic this morning, so I never actually heard this one before. But how many of our popes over the centuries have been canonized? Do you have any idea? We've had 265 popes. How many are canonized? 83. 83, which isn't bad. Now, there's, there's a positive and negative to that. Uh, a lot of our popes were very, very, very holy men. And some were a bit mad. There you go. Very few on the grand scheme of things. But there were a few. I mean, histori his, history is what it is. Uh, and there were a, a few popes who were a bit crazy. But even the, 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 the ones who did not live up to their the standard that they should have, even they didn't change the teaching of the church. None of, them tried to, none of them tried to say that there isn't a trinity, there's a quadruplicity. None of them tried to say that... Um, none of them changed the fundamental teachings of the church as regards the sacraments, as regards how we're supposed to live. None of them tried to change our morality. None of them, even the bad ones. But the, of the first uh, 35 popes, 31 were martyrs. Of the first 35 popes, 31 of them died for the faith. 31. 
of 35. And 52 of the, yeah, 52 of the first 54 popes were, were, were canonized. They were, they, were, they were incredibly dedicated men who, when they were asked by the circumstances, who do you say Jesus is? They said he is the Lord and they gave their lives for him. Do I do the same? Do I know the Lord just like people know a famous person? We know their statistics, we know their, their backstory, we, we, we've read their profiles or whatever. Or do we know them as a person, as, as, their, as a son or daughter would know their, their father? Do we know the Lord? Do we know God? Do we live in the Spirit? And if we do, can we go deeper in those relationships? We ask the Lord today to help us to know his heart. We help us to know, to help us to know that relationship that we're called to have with him and that we can invest in that relationship on a daily basis through our prayer. There's a very good American speaker, his name is Mark Hart, and one of my favorite lines from, from his, his, uh, his books is that prayer doesn't help our relationship with God. Prayer is our relationship with God. So phrase that negatively. If we don't pray, we haven't got a relationship with God. You can believe he exists, but that's not a relationship. Prayer is my relationship with God. So we can apply this in our lives in so many ways. Like when you wake up in the middle of the night and maybe your head is busy or you're worried about something or someone, pray. Someone comes to mind when you're in the car and you're in traffic and you're, there's nothing else to do. You just listen to drive time or something, knock off the radio. And there's someone on your mind, someone on your heart, pray for them. And you're going for a wee cycle and you're enjoying the, the beauty of nature. And again, you're thinking of your own family or nieces, nephews, children, some sort of issue, pray for them. Pray for yourself. Pray in Thanksgiving. When you're cutting the spuds or rashers or cutting carrots, uh, whatever you're doing, preparing stuff in the kitchen, pray. Just unite your heart to God's. When you're out on the farm, you're hunting in cattle, and just as you're, as you're roaring at the beasts, uh, pray. We can turn our lives into, into prayer. I know it, it, it takes a kind of a we have to remember to do so. But ask the Holy Spirit to remind you. Teach me to pray. Teach me to pray constantly. Teach me to pray in my work. Teach me to unite my heart, Lord, to yours, that I can actually know you. Not just as, as information. I can know you as a person. And that that relationship will transform every aspect of my life. May the Lord guide us into this relationship with him and his Father in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, this is Father Patrick Cahill here. Thank you so much for joining us for our homilies here on YouTube or whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, I work here in a place called Holy Family Mission where we form young people in the faith. We have a great need here in Ireland and indeed across the world of knowing our faith and being capable of going out there and sharing it uh, competently with others. If we can't understand our faith, if we don't know our faith, we can't uh, bring anybody into it. 
No one is brought into the faith. Uh, no one is compelled to come into the faith. People see us live the faith. So in order to, to live it, we have to know what the Lord is expecting of us. So our goal here is to form young people in the faith, and we're starting into our eighth year now, which is a great privilege and uh, a great joy for us all. We're starting on 24th of September. We are in need of benefactors, though. Uh, we have a, a beautiful house which was given to us here by the Rossmanian order. Uh, it's fantastic, it's wonderful, but it is high maintenance, and these days all those things are very expensive. If you feel the Holy Spirit moving your heart to support our mission here in Holy Family, we're hoping to raise about €25,000 before uh, 20, the 24th of September, before the start of the year here. We're about, we have about 10000 raised so far, but we need your help to, to get to 25 if we can. We have some renovations to do on the house here, and we need to support uh, our young people as they come in here to start this year of faith formation. So if the Holy Spirit is asking you to prayer to support us financially, please, please do so on our website, holyfamilymission.ie. Uh, if not, please pray for us. Please pray that uh, our mission here will always be protected and that we'll always do the will of God and that his glory may be made manifest in all that we do and all that is done through Holy Family and all that, that they do, uh, all that the Holy Family Mission team will do throughout the year and all that the alumni will do uh, in their various workplaces uh, and study uh, universities, colleges, wherever they'll be afterwards. We ask that the Lord will always guide them to be effective ministers of uh, Christ's word in the world. So please feel free uh, to support our mission and please pray for us. God bless. Bye now.